What's up, traders? Welcome to the Day Trading Show. This episode is all about the news, how to trade before, how to trade through it, and how to manage trading after it. We give you a lot of good resources on how to find the news for the day, where you can stay updated on the news, how you can know what events to avoid and what events are not as important and what events you can trade through. So sit back and enjoy. There's a ton of value today for you. What's up, guys? Welcome back to the podcast. So today we are talking about news. The big focus for this episode is really what news events are going to move markets. I think as a new trader or even a consistently profitable trader or anyone in between the two, really knowing what fundamental news events to avoid and knowing what fundamental news events are not going to move markets is very important. So I've got Evan and I've got Tom here with me today. Tom rocking his ASFX blue hoodie, tie-dye. I'm rocking my ASFX tie-dye t-shirt unintentionally. Oh, and Evan's got the, Ev, we need to get you some tie-dye, bro. Once you got some tie-dye, then <laughs> yeah, you're, yeah, I know, I know. Christmas next year, Christmas 2024. All right, let's get into it, boys. So first thing, I think it would make sense for us all to go around and talk about one news event that we are never trading through. So Tom, you want to kick us off with one news event, the non-negotiable. I, I know you love your non-negotiables, so let's start there. I do like my non-negotiables, and I'm probably going to open up with a bit of a curveball here then, because I'm right. going to answer with never say never. Never say never. So at the minute, I don't trade into news, and one of my big goals for 2023 is to get a better understanding of the fundamentals and how they affect the market. And that's why we've got this episode today, because I'm going to grill you. I want to get your feedback on the fundamentals and how they affect our trading. Okay. But um, through studying and just, I'm, I'm interested. A lot of people look for news catalysts as reasons to find trades. For sure. So at the minute, whilst I avoid it, um, because of some past experiences where I have uh, I've been burnt through trading into news, I now stay very very clear. But I do recognise that there are potentially opportunities to be made from them. So I'm staying open minded to try and get better at understanding news and the impact that it has on the markets that we trade. That's a really good answer. I think it's a very open-minded answer as people who listen to you and, and our content and follow you closely know you're an open-minded trader. So I think that that aligns very well. Ev, what do you got for us as a non-negotiable and a news event? You got to give us a news event now. I'm definitely not trading CPI okay. or anything with FOMC in the title, but okay. similar to Tom, but I think you could agree with this. I'm trying to, in 2023, like how soon after the news is it safest to trade? Because we do get some signals on that news bar, but I'm not really looking to trade that because I don't trust it as much because what was driving that was not as technical, it was more fundamental. And I don't know the fundamental as much. So I'm looking to see how soon until the news and how soon after the news can we trade because I don't want to just slot out an hour that, oh, I can't trade anymore because the news is in. It's right. like, when can I get back in? Because there are some opportunities to get in but I'm just not as comfortable doing it so soon yet. Yeah, Maybe there will be a time where you trade that news bar because we've seen time and time again that you can trust it, that it's still, the technicals still align with it. No, that makes sense. I think um, my news event, similar to CPI, mine would be NFP. Always these USD news events, high impact news events seem to be market shaking. And NFP has always been one where I've never traded well with it. So I've avoided it. But I do still sit in the same boat as Tom where I'm like, we should be looking to still make plays on news if we can find a way. I think 
one thing we should do before we get going into some more questions, let's de define news events. So maybe we can give some clarity to what resource we're using to find those news events, and then specifically like the different impacts of the news. Tom, do you want to dive into that a little bit? Yeah. So I think for me, I, so I'm not the, but like I say, I'm not um, an expert in any fundamentals. I'm very, very basic. Like I want to get better. So for me, I'm using basic concepts of going into Forex factory and I'm looking at trying to find the high impact news events for the day using that. And I'm made aware of them via the, so in our DRCs in the ASFX Blackshirt Club, every single day I make it a habit to fill that out at the start of the day. So at least I'm aware of when these things are appearing. Um, so I can avoid them at all costs because at the minute, I d like you, I, I stay away from trading into the news. Yeah. Yeah. Do you, what about you? Well, I was going to say like for the way that I'm using Forex factories, I actually use it in a way where it's filtering out all of the news events other than the high impact events. So then it kind of makes my job a little bit easier when I wake up you know, to check the news that morning and I can say, oh, there's no high impact news today, or maybe there's medium impact news today. And that's the only thing I need to be aware of, but that impact isn't going to, you know, make or break the market. What's interesting and around this conversation about like high impact versus medium, these lower impact news events and Forex Factory does, I think, one of the best jobs at differentiating the different news events. The lower events just don't seem to be market moving for 99% of the time. I don't think anything is guaranteed in trading, but if any was close to guaranteed, it would be that a yellow folder low impact news event is not going to shake the market. You know, not a guarantee, but pretty close to certain. It's the medium, the orange folder, and the red, the high impact folder. Those ones tend to be more market shaking. But part of our conversation today, I think, will hopefully help shed light on what events are more important than others. We've already mentioned CPI, we've mentioned NFP. I think um, one other thing to mention about Forex Factory that's useful is they actually have a stream feature that posts news events as they come in. You don't have to refresh the page. I like that too. I like to know, oh, okay, for some reason, Euro JPY is moving, Euro USD, NZD CAD, and the indices. What's going on? First thing I'll do is go to Forex Factory and see if, because they'll catch the tweets that I might not be following the right accounts for, and they'll share that as like breaking news. So I think it's a, I mean, that's probably a, one of the strongest resources you can use and it's free. It's, it's amazing. You know? Yeah, that's definitely what I use. I, like you said, I turn off all the yellow folders because there's just way too many of them compared to the red. And like you said, they don't really move the market. And then I also noticed. I'm thinking we're looking at the calendar, which it says the whole week. But then, yeah, if you go to the news tab, it shows tweet in the last hour. And you look at the last hour in the bars, you're like, maybe that's what did it. But it wasn't planned, so you can't really avoid it. But then you could realize, oh, maybe that's what's moving it right now. Let me watch out, not trade. Yeah, and I think I, that's a great tip for everybody to uh, to just take away. Sorry to interject. No, in no, there, no. On that, um, that Forex factory, when you notice something that's happening in the market, that, like you say, something isn't scheduled or you're seeing something that's not a little bit out of the ordinary, that's the first place that I will go and check because like you say, that's where you get that information first and foremost. I think that's a great tip. Great tip. I, I think that if you use the right resources, your trading can get more simple. If you have the right position size calculator, if you have the right news resource, then if you understand how to use those tools, you can make your trading really simple. So one of the... Um, the important things I think that comes up with this conversation about news, do we treat the market open as a news event? 
9.30, stocks open. How do you guys feel about that, Ev? You go first. Do you treat that as a news event or how do you see that that page turn, if you would, from like pre-market into now New York market open? Yeah, I definitely look at it as like a time to step off the gas and just observe and then see how it settles. So I guess you could say I, I treat it like a news event because I'm seeing what's the reaction, what's the bias in the direction today, who's coming in stronger. But uh, yeah, I guess you could say I, I do look at it as like a news event because sometimes it goes against our initial bias and what it looked like it was going to do. Yeah. So that means maybe there was some news that we didn't know about Yeah. and they're reacting to it. So yeah, I'd say I treat it like a news event. But you know, so many people every single day, so many people trade the open, like it's its own thing. They want to get involved in that volatility on the open, but like what we show on ASFX TV, where you're running your streams on Tuesdays and Thursdays, I'm running Monday, Wednesday, Friday through the New York open. We're seeing almost more success, at least more consistent results from not trading the open. I feel like both you and me have had mixed results trading that 9.30 to 9.45 window. But after 9.45 or before 9.30, you seem to find really clean moves that aren't being shaken up by a, a news event. So it's almost like, yeah, you could treat the 9.30 candle like a, like a news candle, you know? Yeah, absolutely. Because so even if you're in a trade, I treat it like a news event that my stop loss is locked or I'm out of the trade because I don't know how it's going to react at the open. Just yeah. like I don't know how the news is going to shake up. 100%. What were you going to say, Tom? And I was going to say at the back end of 2022, or the latter half of 2022, you made some changes to the way that you approach the open, don't you? You started to do it in like a two-phase like attack. So you've got the pre-market and then the aftermarket. Can you just explain a little bit more as to what you're doing and why you are doing taking that approach? Yeah, it's a good question. I think it's something I've been working on in the last six months where I'm seeing the stats from the trade tracker that we use in the Black Shirt Club. I'm also running the streams on ASFX TV. So I'm streaming and talking through these ideas three times per week. The clarity, I think that you could say I've gotten has really been in that there's good money to be made pre-market. And I find that through, again, the data and the streaming showing I'm getting a trade at 730. I'm normally getting out of that trade or getting stopped in profit once we get to 930 at the market open. And then I'm getting back into trades where I'm looking for that first trade after 930, 940, 945. That's where I'm then coming in and finding really good success after the open. Now, yesterday was a good example where we can probably dive a little deep into the, the process. Like I end up taking a trade, making my money, get my 1R. Stop loss locked. I get stopped on the trade at market open and then five or 10 minutes into market open. So at 940, we get a five minute entry that I don't take. And I marked myself as missing a trade there because that fits what I'm saying to you is like trade pre-market, get your nut, get out, get, get stop locked in profit, get clean on the trade, you could call it, and then be ready to get back in with whatever presents after the open. But I think what's really tricky for traders, like just what I'm dealing with right now, is 9.40 close to the open or is it far enough away? After, it's 10 minutes after the open. Is that enough time? So that's where more study, more tracking needs to come in. But I think I've developed that two-session basis that you're talking about through tracking everything, what we do in the Black Shirt Club. That's really what's given me the clarity to say, yeah, trade the pre-market stuff, get the nut. Some of them will run all day, but majority of them will not. I think that's the thing I want to make sure I say here too. Some of these pre-market trades They'll run pre-market and then they will come back in some form. So if you do have a stop loss locked in profit, you will get tapped out on these trades a lot of the time at market open. It's violent. It's violent. I even said it on my stream yesterday. No news. Everything is bullish. This could pin down under the 21, close above it and keep rising all day. That's exactly what US 500 did. So with more experience, I'm seeing 
these patterns that the market open likes to use. And it all comes back to today's conversation about news. The market open will be sometimes like that, where it kind of stops people out, hits orders, whatever you want to call it. And then it continues the trend because there is no news and the market open is just volatility, not news. But then there's going to be days where there is news or and or the market open around the same time. Maybe there's 8.30, 8.45 news, market open at 9.30. That's when you could see the market completely turn on the open because let's say unemployment data comes in bad or CPI data comes in bad at 8.30. Market open might be totally different than what it was going to do before that news came in. Now that the news is out and everybody knows, market open is going to be very different than what it would be without that news. So it can drive the whole day. I'm not trying to go on a whole rant here to answer your question, Tom, but it it can. It, it can drive the whole day's worth of trend where like, oh, everything is bullish on the indices today. We're going to make money buying. Boom, bad news comes out or good news and it's interpreted as bad, whatever. And now markets have completely changed and that trend is killed. And you have to be able to identify this might not move higher today. The trend has changed because the news has changed the sentiment. This this event that came out, the numbers that sentiment is changing, you know? So you think you have to learn how to be aware of that too. Sorry for the long answer. No, you're good. It's uh, the more information you provide, the better we uh, we can all learn from it. And like I say, the, the more you give, the more we can learn. Yeah. So in regards to trading before the market open, I just want to come back to it then. Yeah. Do you have like a hard rule that says you have to like close before a certain time? Is it how many candles, depending on what news event? What's the what's your play there when you're coming up to that all market open, all the news? So I would say I don't have a set rule, but what it's going what I'm doing is based off of the previous trades. So if we look at my trade tracker and we study all the trades that I've taken from 5, 6 a.m. until 9 a.m. Most of those trades go on average about 1.6 R, 1.5, if you want to lowball it even more, call it 1.5 R. So if I'm trading pre-market and I'm up one-ish, 1.5 R, I'm R, my brain is starting to switch to say, let's get out of this trade. Let's take the profit. Let's be nice win. Let's get clean. And then let's look for moves after this. Because for the one or two days where it's going to rip and keep going on market open, I'm not going to be able to forecast when that happens. I'd rather not give back any potential gain and just stack these, these wins slowly. Some people will hear, oh, it's only a one-to-one -one strategy. People have given us a little bit of feedback on the A2, and they're like, it's a one-to-one. -one. I don't want that. But if you're winning seven, I mean, my win rate is 86% since July. If you're winning 86 out of 100 trades at 1R, you're going to make good money. So I think it's like a psychological thing. And this is a whole different conversation probably for a different podcast, right? About like the psychological factor of taking profit sooner and being consistent versus letting you, trying to maximize your wins more, but then putting yourself under psychological stress, which can lead to going off tilt. It's complicated. But I think like to your question about how am I like, where did that clarity, it, it came from the tracking saying, okay, what are all of my pre-market trades doing on average? Cool, I could go mark up. Evan could send me markups of 50 trades, all pre-market trades that go 3R. I'm not going to make trading decisions based on those markups because I have data on my own trades pre-market that tell me different. And I'm going to trust whatever I'm seeing and it, that shows in my data versus what the markups and the data from a general person or, or a computer would show. You know what I mean? Yeah, and a point, uh, looking back at yesterday, the NASDAQ trade went 9R or something like that. But I've right. pictured so many times of how many times I've looked back at my markups and they literally went over just a little bit over one R and it's not worth it to hold on to that. Maybe the one time out of every five or 10 that it went three, five R it's like, I can't predict that. I'd rather just it's get in hard. get out. And now I'm stress-free. I'm risk-free. And I look for the next good trade rather than, is this the one that 
magically goes 8R? Right. I don't know. I'm right. not going to sit in and find out just to find out this isn't, and it goes right back to entry and I make nothing. A hundred percent. And like on ASFX TV, I think all three of us during our streams do a really good job of showing people, hey, we're in a trade. We hit the win. We're taking the profit. And now we're letting it do whatever it wants to do. If it wants to keep moving, keep moving. We're not here. Our job as traders, I think this is where people just get confused. And it's not like they're stupid. It's just a mis. It's like maybe a miscue, miscommunication. People get into trading and they think subconsciously, they think they have to get all of every move. If they thought to buy it here and it's going to go to here, they should catch all of that. It's a, it's like a subconscious belief that people come into trading with. It's wrong. Once you break it, you set yourself free. This is probably the most valuable nugget of the whole episode, really. Because if you break that mindset of like, I have to get all of every move, all of a sudden you just start picking your spots. Boom, boom, boom. You're just hitting a bunch of jabs and you stacked up five wins in a week. You're up one, depending on your risk, one, two, 3%. I say to everybody, I'm like, do 1% a week, every week for a year. Do that. Good luck. Good, like really good luck. It's very difficult. If you can perform at that level, you'll have unlimited money. People will give, will throw money at your feet to have you trade it, you know? So I think it's like that expectation is a subconscious belief of like, I have to get all of every move. You drop that, you set yourself up for a, a whole world of possibilities as far as success. And then it makes it easier when you're trading through news, you could be like, I don't need all of every move. News could shoot this up for me, but I'm not going to trade that. I'm going to take my win because news could also shoot it down. And I don't know what's going to happen. I'd rather take the win, go on with my day and actually be a trader rather than give back my win and then have to sit here all day and actually plug away like a computer nerd trying to make my money back. No, that's not what I got in this business to do. I don't think any of us did, you know? Yeah, I agree. I think the uh, the first and the last twenty percent of any uh, any move are always going to be the hardest. I think uh, quite a few people have quoted that, That's and it's true. Say. Trying to to pick tops and bottoms and find out when the moves are going to finish, we you need to know where your money is and how you're going to get it consistently. And I think that's something that you've proven that you've been able to do at the back half of last year. And like you say, if that's avoiding market opens and you're tweaking that and you you split it into two, then that's what works for you and again bringing back that point you have to do what works for you we can all trade the same sort of strategies we all sit here we all trade asfx a2s but we'll all have ever so slightly different results because we deploy them in different markets through different times you trade a lot more in the afternoon i trade more in the morning different so a lot more forex whereas you made the switch to bitcoin and indices because that's what works for you yeah so i think using your stats to determine that is very good. And I think a lot of people can do that. How do you, how do you track your stats? What's the best way for people to, if they want to start doing that moving forward into 2023, is the best way that you would suggest to do that? Well, I mean, of course I say, join the Blackshirt club. If we have a space open for you, if you're listening. Um, but other than that, it would just be, you need to document everything. So we would give them the tracker if somebody comes into the Blackshirt club, but for somebody on their own, you can build a tracker. You can, I'm sure, find some other cheaper ones online, right? That maybe aren't as automated or whatever, but you can, I, I would say what to track. It would be your entry, like the signal. What are you trading? Is it an A1, an A2? You should name your entries so they have a label so you can differentiate from just saying all of my trades versus these entries. So you start to figure out what entry do you trade well. Then it would be tracking, of course, the other variables of the day, news, other setups, ideas that you generate, and then looking back on all of those on a weekly basis and reflecting to say like, what 
moved markets? What news events did shape up and actually shake things up this week versus what news events did not? Where was the clean trend throughout this week? Why do I have four markups of GBP NZD? Well, because it's been in an uptrend. How did I not trade that? That type of reflection, that's where I think you'll be able to make and, and understand how to navigate, not just markets in general, but specifically even around news events. For example, I had a day where we, I, I couldn't find a winning signal. Like, I don't think I traded. Maybe I took a win or a loss. I don't remember. But it was a, a day where we had an FOMC statement coming at 2 o'clock. And everything that I was looking at was sideways. Couldn't find a signal. And at the end of that day, I had a bunch of markups of choppy trades. And I, it just clicked. And it sounds so stupid, but it just clicked. I was like, the U.S. indices are choppy today because they're waiting for that news event. I would not have probably – it would have taken me longer to put that together if I wasn't tracking – all of the ideas, reflecting on them and saying, well, what other variables played a factor in this today? So I think it is you have to track the whole picture. You can't just track the the entries and, and especially you can't just track your wins and be like, where am I? Where can I make improvements? Well, fucking nowhere because you're just tracking your wins. There's not a lot of value in that, you know? I would even add in that you should add in on all your markups the time of day. Yeah. Because earlier we were looking New York after the open, maybe noon, two o'clock our time, Austin. I was like, can we trade here is it more profitable than the early morning maybe i could sleep in a little bit later right or maybe there's more losses in the afternoon okay so it's better that i trade this morning pre-market whatever it may be find the time zone where you find success because you might not trade as well in the afternoon or the system might not or whatever it may be but you're not going to know that until you track it of oh it wins a lot more in the morning or it moves a lot more in the morning whenever it may be yeah yeah i think we should talk about the um the impact of some of these other events that we haven't mentioned too, like the GDP numbers. Tom, what are your thoughts on trading through a GDP release, a quarter, quarterly release, a yearly release? Does GDP scare you for any currency pair? Uh, so at the minute, because I'm not, I am avoiding them high impact news. GDP would definitely be, it is a red folder, high impact event. So yeah, I would be staying clear of it. And if I've taken a trade before, I will make sure that I, if I can, lock my stop, get, make sure I've got some profit off the table if I'm in profit. If I'm in a drawdown, I don't like to be just taking the risk. And I almost see them as if I've got an open trade as a bit of a gamble. Yeah. And I don't want to be doing that. So in regards to any red folder news, whether it's GDP, CPI, NFP, any of them, I'm not, I'm trying to stay away from them as much as possible. Yeah. Um, it, that, that's just for me. I, so my next, my follow up to that is what are you, you have a lot of good um, resources that you share on your stream on ASFX TV when you talk about what the news events are actually going to mean. Can you direct everyone that's listening? Where can they go? Is there a website or somewhere that you've gone to learn about these news events more? I would say I have done that a little bit, but I've almost learned the news events from experience of just being in the markets for seven years. But where are you going to, like someone said, like, what is this event? And you had this whole like three paragraph thing that you copy and pasted. I, I know you didn't type it. I know you're a smart guy, but I know you didn't type it. Where were you getting that information? So I have been getting that information from off the web and we've been searching through some of these new tools that are available to us um, <laughs> via AI and things like that. And did you ask chat GBT? I might have. I might have asked it for some information. <laughs> Bro, that's uh, so I, smart. That's so smart. For real. So smart. Yeah. I know. Who'd have thought it? Who right. wants to sit and search through 25 million Google links right. to try and find no, some useful so information? True. So true. Uh, so yeah. So for 2023, I have decided that for all of the news events that impact the market, I'm going to create a bit of a library. And every time they appear, I am sharing that information 
in ASFX. So ASFX is one of the best places to find it. If they're happening whilst I'm on stream on ASFX TV, you'll hear me talk about it a lot on there. And I'm also sharing these on socials. So at the Kaizen Trader on Instagram and Twitter. But I think it's something that we can all get slightly better on or certainly the people who are in and around our community whilst we are very aware of the news i yeah. want to get better at what the actual news events are and how they are impacting what we are trading yeah evan when you got since you are probably the newer of the group here what was your experience like through like if you if you had to because i'm asking you like i said because you're the newer guy if you had to think like you just get into trading go back a little bit in time for you. Like you just got into ASFX. Was it overwhelming when you would see all these news events? Like, cause I want to speak to the newer trader who is trying to figure out, we've given some names of news events that are important, but like how can a new trader navigate through? Is it as simple as avoiding the lower impact and the medium impact? Like speak on that a little bit, if you can Ev. No, yeah, it was definitely from the beginning, like drilled in that you want to avoid these red folders. They're high impact. So that's going to shake up the market, no matter what pair you're watching. Cause at the time it was, it was all Forex that I was watching their USD news or even GBP or Euro. So, cause right now if it's a Euro high impact, but I'm trading Bitcoin and the indices, I'm not really concerned. Right. But in the beginning it was strictly Forex. So any news I was concerned about if it was a red folder, cause it's going to shake up, especially dollars going to shake up any uh, currency pair you're trading. So I would just say avoid it. And then even since the beginning, I would always get out of the trade. It wasn't maybe so, uh, don't trade into the news. It was like, I'll just make sure I lock my stop if I'm up in profit. But now as time's gone on, it's just avoid it. If I'm not in a trade, I'm not going to get in one towards the news. If I'm already in one, yeah, that's fine. If you're in it two hours before the news, but uh, it's definitely totally avoidable. Now, if you're not in a trade, just be patient, wait another hour, let the news come in, shake it up and then come back in later when the noise is less. What about the situation? That's a good answer. What about the situation, Tom, with your euro usd trade from a few weeks back remember that yeah i uh i won't forget that one um anytime soon that's the one that's uh scarred into my brain so Thankfully, tell everybody about that because it's i think it's an important lesson yeah so um i was in a trade euro usd i was buying it at the time i think i was i took quite a bit of profit off the table the trade was up at around about 3.7 r from my original entry uh, with my trade management, I do take profit at every R multiple. So I pieced out quite a significant amount of my original position size, thankfully. I banked a reasonable amount of profit and I knew we had CPI coming. And I locked my stop well into profit. So I'd moved my stop loss to at least one R in profit. Like I say, I was up three points. So I didn't, three R, I didn't want to be giving back too much. And I got stopped 42 pips lower than my original stop loss it's crazy which 42 pips may not seem a lot to a swing trader but when you're day trading off the 5 and 15 minutes and you've got 10 10 stop 10 pip stops 11 pip stops it makes a big difference and right. i think i ended up losing something like 40 odd pips and it's crazy. It, and wiped out my entire profit on that trade so i'm i'm very very lucky that it didn't to me into a red on the trade or the account but the, in comparison to what I lost versus what I made, it was very significant. And I can imagine a lot of people got burnt that day. So, and in the future, we've seen it. We put it out there. So the CPI lesson, has been the big one. Go on, sorry. No, 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 you're good. So the lesson from that really is even if you do lock your stop loss, you can still get slipped. So to Evan's point, you want to make sure you're taking gains going into a high impact news event for sure. 
absolutely cpi and nfp now i'm completely off the table i'm out the yeah. market yeah I, i'm not interested in gambling and seeing what can happen well it is a gamble that is the biggest thing we yet we should point that out too before we linger on this point or leave this point like it is a gamble to leave a trade in when a high impact news event is coming you can get lucky aka you could make money on it but to leave especially the full trade on would be even almost just not even a gamble anymore now it's just stupid gambling you know what i mean look if you already made money on the trade and you're willing to stay i'm i have a small position even if it stops me and does what it did to tom i'm still going to be profitable on the day if you want to play play but just be aware for everybody listening these high impact news events will slip the spreads will open up you will have increased volatility around high impact events specifically right now CPI, NFP, GDP, I think even you'll see volatility. And the last one we need to talk about, Fed rate hikes. So really brief on this, I would just say with FOMC meetings that I mentioned earlier and things that we do see from Jerome Powell right now seems to be driving the global economy. Are we headed into a recession in 2023 led by the Fed tightening too quickly? Maybe. But at this point, what I think we do as day traders, and this is my advice for everybody listening, we have to do a good job at saying, reactions win, not forecasts. Don't forecast that Jerome is going to do a quarter of a basis point hike when everyone is saying it's going to be half. Or don't forecast that they're going to pause hikes when they're actually not saying anything about pausing hikes right now. It's better to, like Evan said a second ago, let it come in. Let's see what they're saying on CNBC, see how the market reacts, and then we'll come in and trade whatever direction they want us to go after that. Do you guys have anything you'd want to add on the Fed rate hike stuff? I mean, I'm definitely avoiding it. That's for sure. And like you said, I'm not going to forecast because on forex factor, you could see the forecast and you could say, okay, so what might that do? What did it do last time? Right. But we don't right. know what's going to come out know. at. Exactly. And even if we think we know what it's going to release as, we don't know what the initial reaction is going to be. It could completely pin against us and then go in that original direction. But that's just yeah. a gamble. Right. Because it could react instantly or it could react one way and then settle down a little bit and then completely reverse. So 100%. you have no idea. So really the best thing to do for everybody listening, if you've listened this far into the episode, is subscribe to ASFX TV and come trade through the news with us. We see it every day, whether you trade the London session with Tom and James or New York with me and Evan. We see these events come up every day, and if you're trying to get more experience getting through these events, and whether that means finding trades before or after – ASFX TV is a great spot to do it. We've promoted it a couple of times here today. There's a three-day free trial. If you just go to the website, you can see that very easily. Come check it out. I think if you're someone who's actively at the desk, stop watching YouTube videos. Come trade with us. All of us have a lot of experience trading through news, being funded, trading full-time. This is the stuff I think that people need to be consuming rather than watching the newest, you know, Kanye West news on a podcast. Like that's not going to help you while you trade. You're much better off coming and checking out ASFX TV. So there's a link in the description wherever you're listening or watching this, or just go to www.asfx.tv. But I think we can wrap it up here, boys. Tom, I know you're tight on time today. We're crushing out these episodes. So if you guys are enjoying more podcasts this year than we did in 2022, we've already been putting out more episodes. Make sure you leave a review. We really appreciate it. We see reviews coming through on Spotify. We see the comments on YouTube. Keep that coming. That's what we need from you guys. But we're going to look to do as many episodes of uh, this podcast as we can. So if there's anything you guys want to hear covered, again, comments, reviews, that is the way to speak with us. But boys, I think we did a good job. We covered what news events to avoid, how to trade before, how to trade after. Even with the open, we gave them some really good resources to use. So I think there's a ton of value here today. You guys got anything you want to close with? Yeah, I think it's a good topic. I 
you think you mentioned in Discord this morning, but almost treating like two different sessions that I'll trade in the morning pre-market. I'll wait an hour or so and then come in and treat like a new session, new ideas. What's the bias now? What's everything? So it's all about how you approach it. Yeah, I love yeah, it. And then for me, I just think it's the the point that you made about reacting to it rather than forecasting. I think that's uh, that's really good. Stay out of there, see what happens and then react in accordance. We don't like predicting. I love it. I love it. All right. This has been good, boys. We'll do it again in the next episode. Thank you, everybody, for listening. Evan, Tom, thank you for joining me. We'll see you guys in the next one.